after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. After Buzz TV, starting place to the likes of WWE female superstars Kathy Kelly, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega proudly presents Women's Wrestling Weekly, the world's first podcast and YouTube series dedicated exclusively to women's wrestling, featuring all the latest news as well as interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, After Buzz TV's own gorgeous lady of wrestling, TK Trinidad. Bonjour, welcome to Women's Wrestling Weekly, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, a.k.a. the Canadian Assassin. Evan T. Mac is out. He's dealing with some family stuff, but he'll be back soon. And that's not going to stop us from having a wonderful show. We're going to have Star of the Week, we're going to do some news, all that good stuff. But we have amazing guests like we do every week, and this week is no exception. She was a rest- She wrestled for POW and WOW, and she's currently the head trainer for WOW. Please welcome Selena Majors. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. It's like, you know, I, I'm watching back at your, your your videos of wrestling and it's just like, uh, kind of just take me back from when you started wrestling at age 10 to now. Like, what's that feeling like? Because when I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, the difference and where women are today. And I can only imagine uh, you've kind of lived through it. I sure have. Um, in fact, that's probably my journey is living through the uh, the progress of it. Um when I started, um, uh, well, when I started watching it, it's, it's funny. Uh, when I started watching it, uh, I was, you know, pretty young, nine, 10 years old, and we never seen women wrestling. And I was so intrigued. I wanted to be a woman wrestler so bad, but I didn't, you know, there was just television back then. So you've seen the wrestling magazines, but at that time, the only women wrestling they had was girls in bikinis and they called them apartment wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I can remember the very first time that I seen uh, women wrestle, and it was just amazing. And it was uh, Joyce Grable against Judy Martin, and it was at the Omni in Atlanta. And I was, you know, can't remember, maybe ten or eleven, and uh, I just remember just being mesmerized, like, "Wow, I can do this!" And uh, I, I really have seen the whole evolution of it. And uh, when I got into it. Um, after I graduated a high school, uh, it was 1986. Um, w- they would put a girls match on and I get, I, I hate my termage. So everybody has to forgive me because I live in an old school world where, uh, we were called girl wrestlers for so long that, uh-huh. um, I'm stuck with that terminology. No worries. And, uh, also I, I get in trouble a lot for saying we were booked with the midget wrestlers and that's what they called them back then. And the little people, so they would, uh, you know, if it was a special occasion that have a girls match or a midgets match or that have a battle Royal or something to that sort. But, you know, never did I ever dream probably at that age, 10 or 11, that, you know, an, an all women show where it was all the women mm-hmm. and, it is such a blessing that number one, that I'm still at age 52, um, involved in wrestling. I feel so blessed, but 
to be able to see the whole evolution of it and experience it and uh, be part of it and have my tiny little footprint somewhere in the mix of all of it. I feel so blessed and so honored. And the girls today, you know, it's, uh, I'm so excited about the show coming up, you know, uh, January 18th, uh, one hour platform dedicated Mm -hmm. just for the women. And, uh, you know, it's just, I'm so proud and I'm so proud that I'm a part of it. And I feel blessed that I've been able to see such a turnaround because, you know, I guess that's one of the advantages of being old. You get to see things like this. And it's amazing uh, that I've seen such a turnaround from the time I was a child to now and the platform that we were given today. Yeah, you're giving uh, me goosebumps like talking about it. So WOW is coming on on Access Television January 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and 8 p.m. Central um, following, and it'll follow New New Japan Wrestling. So definitely, um, definitely check that out. Now, you have a kind of... Uh, in previous interviews said that you retired. Um, but I mean, jungle girl is still around. Is there any way, or is there a possible storyline that you and David may have talked about kind of getting you back in the ring? Well, to be honest with you, and I might've said it, uh, but that's not really a word that I think wrestlers, especially old school wrestlers ever use. Um, I don't think you ever retire. Um, I think I wear so many hats and wow that the one that I felt um, smart enough to let go of was, hey, I'm 52, you know, stop wrestling and stop, you know, then I can focus on other things. Mm And uh, like I said, you know, I'm no glory hog or anything like that. I live vicariously through the other girls. Now, I'll tell you, I love wrestling. That's, you know, uh, I live for it. It probably saved my life uh, growing up in a small rural town. I can't imagine what my life, how it could be different if wrestling hadn't been part of, you know, everything in Mm -hmm. my life. And I've had to sacrifice a lot. You know, uh, we mentioned earlier, I'm back home in Georgia now because uh, my dad's having an operation and, you know, and I'm worried about, wow, at the same time, because it's just a part of my blood. So uh, I don't think the word retirement might've come out of my mouth. Maybe not. I won't debate it because I say a lot of stuff, but (laughs) But, uh, no, you know, I love getting into the ring and, and doing something, uh, if that was possible, but I'm the trainer. So if I were to get injured, it would be, you know, terrible. And I wear so many hats and wow, that the one that was logical to give up would, was to, you know, don't wrestle forever. I don't want to be out there like the fabulous Moolah, you know, at 80 something years old, still trying to do it and prove something. So, um, anyways, that's that. But, uh. Nobody would have to twist my arm. I get in the ring every day with the girls, uh, so it, it it wouldn't be anything. I just I just feel like my jobs are uh, are other things now. I've I've advanced in my journey and uh, and and moved on to a different level now. Nice, and it's also great to you know transition, but you're still in your passion. Now you are the head trainer for a while. Um, what does it take? Because you this this time around, you've brought in, uh, you brought women from different. Um, promotions such as Tessa Blanchard, Kira Hogan, stuff like that. What does it take to become a great wrestler? Like what do you look for and you see in wrestlers or people who want to be wrestlers? What kind of, what is the element that you look for that kind of bring them to the next level? Well, if I had to narrow it down to just one word, I would have to say passion. How, how their passion, do they have a passion for it? Um, I don't want to talk about myself the whole time, but 
you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I love to go out there and, you know, uh, kick butt and do what I can, but I wasn't the most athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're just born with it or without it. I did the best with the ability and the athleticism that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that generation, in that era, um, it's a whole different game now. Um, so I was able to get by with old school wrestling and knowing the foundation and, uh, and knowing a different style. Um, but I had the passion and I bet you I have more passion. I'd compare it to anybody. Um, so on that note, I'm not going to say that I look for the most athletic girl. Uh, I think I look for the one that has the most passion, Mm -hmm. um, because athleticism, I'm not saying I take it for granted. It comes and goes, but passion is something you either have it and you'll always have it. I mean, look at me, I'm, you know, over 50 and man, it's the most important thing in my life. And I love it more than anything. And I've sacrificed so much Mm -hmm. for the wrestling business. But if you don't have the passion um, the athletic, the athletics, the, your athleticism will only get you so far. Um, you mentioned Tessa Blanchard. She's, uh, one person that I've met that has both. She has great athleticism. She has a talent and a skill like I have never seen, uh, with anybody ever, uh, any other female wrestler. Um, and I've got to know her a little bit and boy, she's passionate about it. Um, I think when we say her name, uh, I believe it when they say born legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's just a, a name or a gimmick. I think, uh, that one's going to prove, uh, with time. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, the timing, the fact she's 23 and she's wrestled with so many different promotions. She has a ridiculous amount of belts, um, impact wrestling. Now she's with wow. Um, I think she's featured in sports illustrated. I mean, um, yeah, she's definitely, um, a prototype, especially for this generation, the society that we're in now for women's wrestling. So definitely kudos to her. Um, now you've had a long career. What's the one piece of advice that you might, that you'd want to pass on to people who want to wrestle or people who are currently wrestling? Uh, one piece of advice. <laughs> wow. Um, do your best. Don't compare yourself to other people. Um, be yourself. Um, I think being yourself is uh, probably something that we're missing a lot mm-hmm. uh, in today's, uh, maybe not just wrestling, but in today's world. Um, don't try to go out and copy somebody else or compare yourself to somebody else. Just be yourself and be your best. Nice. Now, uh, wow. Um, I, I was actually fortunate enough to watch it live, um, in October. So it was filmed in October in Los Angeles. Um, how long did the training take or how many days or months or, you know, what was the training process like for the girls? Well, I'll tell you, you know, like you said earlier, we went out and we, um, we found a lot of girls on the independent wrestling, um, that, you know, they wrestle every night of the week. So we were just really lucky and blessed to have them. Um, but as far as if you're talking about the new girls, uh, girls that, uh, have never stepped into the ring before, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that takes a a little while. 
And at the WOW Training School, we have a few of those. Um, Faith uh, Jeffries, who wrestles as the Linus, Faithy J, the Linus. Incredible uh, intro for her, too. Uh, she's new, mm-hmm. uh, and she's uh, exclusively from the WOW Training Center. Um, the Beast, uh, that I'm very proud to say uh, that we found and uh, went to the WOW Training School. And uh, then, of course, Steffi Slays. Uh, is a wow homegrown. Uh, she came to us when she was only 17 years old and hadn't even graduated high school yet. And we all went through a graduation. And so she feels like, you know, like a little kid sister to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of, uh, we have Lana Starr who, uh, and Jungle Girl that you mentioned that started out many years ago uh, with wow and have been wrestling for a long time. And when they're in town, uh, especially Jungle Girl, she will come and work out. Uh, she has a dedication and a determination that I've never seen before. Um, and she is uh, the last one from the WOW that is still actively uh, doing it. Right. And I'm so proud of her. Um, so there's a lot of girls. Uh, if I'm forgetting anybody, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, there's just a lot of girls. Uh, the Norwegian Nightmare, uh-huh. uh, very new. She's uh, uh, Nikki Krumpus. Uh, she has probably the least training of any of the girls. Uh, she's been there the least amount of time. But I can't give you, like, I can't tell you it takes six months, it takes two months. Uh, it just really depends on the individual. I can remember 18 years ago, Jungle Girl the very first day, the day of the auditions. Oh my God, she leaped up to the third rope. She leaped over the rope. She dropped kicked. She had never been in the ring before. Oh, she wow. was the most natural person that ever came along that had no training ability whatsoever. And so, you know, I could probably train her in a, two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, then it might take somebody else years to really get a hang of it and then still might not ever catch on. And I don't look at it as a reflection of me. It's just some people have it and some don't. And I think, once again, that's measured by your passion. Hmm. Okay. So uh, the the taping was in October. Um, uh-huh. When did you guys kind of get together? Like, what what was the process leading up to that? Um, did you break down like the matches or, you know, the, the, the ladies who are coming in from the independent scene? Did you kind of see where they were as far as technique and skills? What was, you know, what was that process like? Um, well, I'll tell you a, a few stories about the process of it. Um, so um, we had the WOW Training Center going on and I'm training the girls and, uh, you know, teaching the brand new girls that's never even been into the ring. They don't even know how to get into the ring correctly or any of that. All that's going on. And then I go to a lot of the shows out in California and other places too, uh, here in Georgia, uh, when I'm in Georgia and wherever I'm at when I'm traveling. And so one of the girls that I've seen was uh, in South um, uh, California. I'm not sure the town, so forgive me, uh, but it's that close to Long Beach somewhere, you know, within an hour of Long Beach Mm -hmm. and, uh, I seen eye candy. And, uh, so eye candy, I think on the independent wrestling circuit is Nightingale, right? Willow Willow Nightingale. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I didn't catch her name because I was just there looking and I don't pay attention (laughs) because I'm old school, but she caught my eye and I said, that was the sweetest bubbliest, 
Oh, she's got the best personality of almost anybody I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I was kidding with my friend that I went with, and I said, she's like eye candy when you walked out. Because nowadays, so many, uh, I don't know, uh, personalities, however you want to say it, characters, gimmicks, their personalities are so dark. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But what about a little eye candy? And I don't mean that in a, in a you know what way I'm talking, right. saying and she carries herself, and she is so athletic. And when she went up to the third rope and did some kind of backflip moonsault and landed, I said, God, we got to get that girl. Go get her phone number. I got to tell David about this girl. Nice. So a lot of it happens just like that. Um, in Georgia, there was a girl trained by uh, a lot of these girls are trained by people. I know I say a shout out to George South, who trained Tessa Blanchard. Um so she had great training uh, skill that she got from a great friend of mine named George South, uh, Mr. Number One, George South. And then a guy named Robert Gibson from the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson of the 80s. He trained a girl, and she wrestles uh, as Fury. And she also teams up with someone named Razor, which I think you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, Sarah the Rebel. So, and they are the Psycho Sisters. Mm-hmm. And man, are they. Just look at them. I mean, what other character or personality would you give them? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it comes really natural just by a look, seeing someone and going, wow, look at them. And I think they're awesome. And how about this? And we go from there. And uh, a lot of people are just themselves. Uh, our champion, Santana Garrett, um, just wrestles as her, you know, that's her real name, Santana mm-hmm. Garrett. And uh, we have Amber O'Neill, and she's transformed into the Beverly Hills babe, and she sure did because she moved out to California for a while, and she really did. And so as cheesy as it sounds, we really go after the person's personality, and we just give it a superhero name. Now, uh, you did mention uh, The Beast. And how she's, you know, wow, homegrown. How did you discover her? Because a lot of the wow uh, superheroes I've seen on social media or we've interviewed in the past. And I can kind of see their personalities and stuff like that. But for the Beast, um, wow has kept her under wraps. We don't see her on social media. We don't know she's nice in person. I saw her live. She looks very scary. But how did you discover her? Well, she actually uh, went to a tryout. And uh, she... uh, she wanted to go to the tryout and everyone in her family discouraged her from doing it. And at the very last minute, she said, I'm going to do it anyways. And the minute she walked in, uh, I just, it was like, um, at first sight, I just knew, I just knew. And I joked with her and she said something to the effect that, uh, that baby, I'm the beast and I'm always in beast mode and something to that effect. And it just made the hairs on my arms stand up. And I was just like, wow, you got something special. Mm -hmm. And it was just as easy as that. Yeah. She definitely, uh, for you guys who don't know who I'm talking about, definitely check out wow on access television this Friday. Um, the beast I've heard, uh, David McLean, uh, kind of almost compare her to China as far as, the potential and the phenom and watching her live definitely 
was a pleasant experience, but also a scary experience. Now, uh, speaking of David McLean, you guys have been friends for a very long time. Uh, what is the one thing about him that many people don't know that you can obviously talk about? Oh, wow. The one thing they don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We wear everything pretty on the sleeve, uh, he and I. Um, like, what type of person is he, uh, is he like, you know, not in front of the camera? Because that's the David uh, the that we The same person, he and I, we, we pretty much are, you know, what you see is what you get. I come from the old school, and so does he. I mean, he went to wrestling when he was a kid, just like I did, and where I buddied up with Ole Anderson here in Georgia, him and the Bruiser were, were buddies, and, and he got in the business that route. So our lives were so similar, except he's a guy and I'm a girl. And it's just like we were a lot of the same, you know, person. And we met each other on a bus on with Powell, and uh, we just became instant friends. And he's been like my brother or best friend or, you know, he, he's he means the world to me. And he's... Um, so I guess the one thing uh, uh, that people wouldn't, if you want to know, say he's like a germaphobic. I don't know. <laughs> he's a germaphobic. I guess that'd be the one thing I could say that that uh, that people wouldn't know. I'll take so, that. But I guess if you do know him, he does because he doesn't like to shake hands. He likes to bump fists or bump elbows. So uh, he's a germaphobic. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I saw him at an Impact Wrestling taping, and I think he did give me a, a, fist, a fist bump. So that, that a makes fist a fist bump yeah. or an elbow bump. Oh, yeah. But, I'll tell you why. He's, he's a, a smart reason why he's a germaphobic. We work on WoW 24-7. And if he gets sick, the whole company's sick because it's just he and I, you know, mm -hmm. basically. And so, um, yeah, you can't afford to get sick. So on that note, I, you know, he's pretty smart if you ask me. So. Oh, I definitely agree. When anybody's coughing or sneezing, I'm like, okay, you need to either go somewhere else or let me know so I can go somewhere else. So for sure, I'm about that. Um, now, too. you've had quite the career. Is there a favorite match or somebody in particular that, like, when you reminisce back on your wrestling career that you're like, man, that was a really good match? My favorite match, believe it or not, was the Lumberjack match that I had with Thug, who, a.k.a. Peggy Lee, Peggy Lee Leather, um, in WOW 18 years ago. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, as you know, uh, we both were trainers back then. She trained a group and I trained a group. And uh, we had feuds all over, you know, uh, matches and our feuds went from the East coast to the West coast to all over the place in our era, because there wasn't that many, uh, women in, in the business at that time. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up wrestling each other a lot, but the match that we had the lumberjack match. Uh, and I guess everybody that's a wrestling fan knows what that means. All the girls surrounded the ring. Yeah. So it dawned on me, you know, not only am I uh, wrestling in front of all these people at the forum, you know, there's 5,000 people there or more, but I got all these girls out here and they're all my, my students and I'm the coach and they're watching me up close, as close as you can get. You can't get any closer than a lumberjack bat standing mm -hmm. at the apron and I was really proud of being able to do that. And I felt like we had a great match. We've always had great matches and a great feud. And we fought all over the arena, which back in that time, 18 years ago, 
girls never did. Mm-hmm. And we had the platform to do it, and we did it all. And I'm a wrestling fan at heart, and I always will be. So I imitated everything I could think of that my heroes had done, and that I had. I love that match. And um, so that's the one. (laughs) Yeah, I did see that one on on YouTube. And that's the great thing about, you know, now it's like you you can type something up on YouTube and see it. I did see it on YouTube last night. Now, speaking of that, you know, with social media and how wrestlers and female wrestlers kind of um, put their name out there. You know, a lot of the people that I contact for interviews, I just look them up on uh, Instagram and, you know, they might be friends of somebody else that I interviewed. You know, a lot easier today. What was it like kind of getting your name out there as far as wrestling did you have to send tapes to different promotions or kind of what what was the breakdown for that uh word of mouth back then um it was word of mouth usually if you had a, a good match uh, promoters would talk amongst other promoters and uh funny enough i asked david mclean uh, how, how'd you know to book me? How did you ever book me way back then? You know? And he said, well, Vern Gagne gave me your number. And I had worked, wrestled, worked for Vern Gagne. Uh, and he had got my number because I had wrestled for Jody Hamilton, uh, who did deep South wrestling in Georgia. So my very first match, I was very blessed and lucky. Like I said, I probably, uh, I don't know. The athleticism today is, is is hard to compare to, but I just really, my dream got, you know, it, it came true. I didn't have a lot of training. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting trained in the backyard of uh, Joyce Grable. She trained me in her backyard, and that didn't consist of uh, one time. And I got in the ring with a with a guy wrestler, and she said, show me what you have, and, and I did. And uh, it went from there. Then I had a match. That was like a Tuesday. And then the Friday I had to wrestle her. And I knew nothing. And it was scary. And um, so anyways, that was for Jody Hamilton, who was the mask assassin or one of the mask assassins here in, you know, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, somebody, Wahoo McDaniel, heard about me. And then he told Vern Gagne. And then Vern Gagne told David McLean. And You'd have to go out there and just wrestle. And it was really hard because uh, nothing against, and and I'm just going to say the terminology, the boys in the business, but, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them didn't mind the girls being on the card, but then some of them did not Mm -hmm. like you being on the card. And so I felt like you had to go out there and just wrestle twice, three times, five times as hard as they did to try to prove yourself and to get the match so you'd get a booking. And... I was blessed. I wrestled full-time for a living, and a lot of the girls didn't do that. They had other jobs, uh, even ones that you wouldn't even think of that Mm -hmm. were very popular, and I'm not putting anybody down. Candy Devine and her era was one of the very best and wrestled all over the place, and she might have just been a workaholic, but she always had other jobs, Mm -hmm. and I was able to make a living doing it and getting booked enough but you had to stay, you know, you had to melt photos out. It's like, have you ever seen that movie, Coal Miner's Daughter? It's like not much different than that. I had a big, uh, the big envelopes and I put my photos in there and my information. And then you did a lot of calling on the phone and a lot of word of mouth. You know, it wasn't uh, not like very, very different than today. 
Now, um, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, almost like the boys club, some wanted the female on the card, some didn't. Um, David McLean, you know, created Glow and Pow and Wow. You know, how do how do those promotions differ from other promotions like for today? So, you know, Wow superheroes of today compared to other promotions. Uh, you mean in the past of of, uh, no, of my generation right, or what? Right now. Well, I, I don't know that I can. Uh, well, I can tell you that we're all female. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm ans- answering the question. Uh, I'm the, I'm not really sure how they differ as far as how we're going to look as we're all women. Uh, we are what I think is a very good blender mixture of independent girl wrestlers and girls from wow, which have a resemblance to glow. And Mm -hmm. I never wrestled for glow by the way. Um, so, but I know David is very famous for that now because Mm -hmm. of the Netflix, uh, series and the The popularity of that show. Mm -hmm. Um, he, merged from glow because he wanted what wow is right now. Right. Um, was a mixture of crazy characters, fun costumes, great feuds between good guys and bad guys, good girls and bad girls. Uh, but the athleticism of the girls of today are in that area the the best and and I was a pro girl uh, we call them instead of indie girls or independent girls we were called pro girls I don't know the other girls were just called they were the former glow girls mm-hmm. and uh, there was a few of us uh, Candy Devine uh, Peggy Lee um, Heidi Lee Morgan Luna Vachon myself Bambi at the time. Uh, and so we always wanted that formula Mm -hmm. and that was always the ingredients. And I felt like 18 years ago we were ready, but I feel like the world wasn't ready to be quite honest with you. I believe that they weren't ready for the girls to have the platform and we have the platform today. And like I said, the timing is great. Uh, couldn't be a better timing. I mean, we, I get angry sometimes when I hear people say the first pay-per-view or the first cage match or the first this or that. No, not really. You know, study your history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wow, it, we weren't the first one way back then, but we certainly was one, was the second one, I believe. And, you know, we were having cage matches then and lumberjack matches and hair matches where we shaved a girl's head bald. I mean... You know, like maybe we were just ahead of our time and maybe the world had to catch up. But I believe that is what is different than other promotions. And um, yeah, for sure. For sure. You, I mean, you have um, Lisa Moretti, who's Ivory and WWE Hall of Fame. She made mention of Glow um, during her speech. And, you know, a lot of people who don't watch wrestling just think Glow on Netflix is just a show. And, you know, definitely Glow, Wow, and Power were ahead of their time because I, I think you almost needed that to get to the place that Wow is now. 
because people are ready to see that. People are way ready to see athleticism and, you know, the combination of women and different characters and, you know, just being authentic. So it's definitely is before its time, but you almost need that to get to the place that uh, WoW is right now. Yes, and I agree, and I'd like to say the shout-out to her because I watched her speech, and she hollered out to me. She said Bambi and Peggy Lee Mm -hmm. and uh, David, and she mentioned it, and that was very nice of her to remember, and and, and she's a great girl and um, woman. I'm sorry. I mean, that's such uh, an old-school generation. My terminology is all wrong, but I don't mean any disrespect by it, but... Uh, anyways, I think Glow was ahead of its time. I think that it kindly didn't get uh, what it deserved until the Netflix thing came out mm-hmm. because it was ahead of its time. So I think everybody's caught up, and I think it's the right time, and I'm so excited. And I hope everybody loves it as much as I do. Of course, I'm prejudiced and biased about it because I've had my hands all in it for so long, and I've waited so long, and it's been such a long journey that, but I really believe that everybody's going to get so much entertainment out of that one hour show Mm -hmm. that they're going to want to watch it every single week. And I know when I was a kid and even not a kid, 30 years old, I watched both when it was, uh, WWF at the time against WCW. Mm -hmm. If you're a wrestling fan, you watched both. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so we're an alternative. And if you're a fan, it's not, do you like this one or don't like that one? It's like, we, if you're a wrestling fan, you love all wrestling, yeah. you know? So I think everyone will love it. Yeah. And the good thing about TV today is that uh, you can DVR or you can see it. You don't have to actually see it on the Friday. You miss it. So it's like you won't completely miss out, even though you should be, you know, watching it somewhere at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern. But you won't completely miss out if you don't, because then you can see it the next day or you can see it wherever it's taped. Um, now, uh, David uh, mentioned in previous interviews that uh, it's going to be eight episodes. Now, have you gotten to see the final cut or the rough cut of the episodes, the eight episodes that, you know, we're going to watch on a weekly basis? I have seen the first one. Okay. And, uh, boy, it's it looks great. It really looks great. And uh, because, unfortunately, I had to come home to Georgia, um, I'm at a disadvantage. So, mm-hmm. um, but... He's sending me what he can and everything, every clip, every little commercial, every little uh, whatever they call them, the little bumps, you know, like watch it January 18th on Access TV. I'm so proud of all of them. I think they look great. I mean, everything. The girls did a great job. Uh, The 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 place that we're in, the Belasco Theater Mm -hmm. is so beautiful. The lights, the theatrical look to it. I mean, I just think, I mean, I'm just blown away by it. Uh, and I, and like I said, I hope everybody else is as well. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said before, it was I was there live. And um, what I'm looking forward to see is not only the, the wrestling matches, but the vignettes as well. Now, uh, there was mention that there, you're doing a first, the eight episodes and then you're going to break and then tape again and do another eight episodes. Is there anything that you didn't get a chance to do as far as training-wise or mental notes that you took either watching the live show that you want to take into the next um, taped episodes when you start training again with the girls? Oh, absolutely. I'm the type of person that uh, I'm hardest on myself. I mean, I analyze every single thing. Did I do this right? Am I going to do this different? You know, I think I'm probably a a perfectionist. (laughs) And so, yeah, I have a notebook full of things that 
uh, I'll be working on and doing different and trying to make it better. I think the only person that doesn't always uh, try to achieve uh, to be greater than the time before is a fool. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, we're going to do differently and work on and make better. But that doesn't discredit the proud, how proud I am of the product. Uh, I'm just a perfectionist and um, that's that. So, nice. um, you know, um, I can't think of anything really right offhand, you know, that I would throw in there other than um, everybody send prayers and positive thoughts to my dad to get well and recover so I can get back out there to Long Beach and California where I need to be. So for sure, uh, for sure. I, can, I, I would appreciate that if I can throw that in. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll definitely do that. Now, last question. You said you did wear many hats for uh, WOW. Um, other than head trainer, what else do you do for uh, the, the organization? Oh, uh, well, everything. <laughs> uh, I mean, my hand is in everything. Um, I'm David's... Uh, Right hand, left hand, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Like, we run the company and uh, from the training school to everything else. I mean, I don't really like to break down uh, all the details that go into a show. Uh I know I realize a lot of people uh, and a lot of the fans today already know all those things. But my hand's in all of it. So, So the best thing I can say is this. This is uh, something that holds true. I sent a clip home to home, you know, when I was still out there and my sister watched it and she goes, why aren't you in it? And I go, I am in it. I'm in everything, every word, every move. I'm in all of it. And for what that's worth, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> so, I'm a little bit of everything. So everything that you see, fear, uh, see, see, feel and hear is, you know, Selena Major's uh, thumbprint it's all over that. it. Nice. So, no denying, including uh, the journey and everything. I help David with everything. Nice. Uh, you know, um, sometimes from looking at a costume to helping the girls with their interviews to so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, there's too much to really mention, but. Uh, yes, I wear many, many hats. All right. So like we said, Glow is coming on Access TV on January 18th at 9 p.m. Wow. Eastern. Wow. Sorry. Well, make, I know. Wow. I just like, <laughs> uh, it's not Glow, yeah. it is, but it's Wow. <laughs> so, Women of Wrestling. Wow. January 18th, Access TV. Yep. Wow is going to be coming on Access TV on January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, now, what is the sentence? Why should people watch it on that day, January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern? I think everyone will fall in love with it and be entertained. And if you're a wrestling fan, why wouldn't you? Um, This is um, the biggest platform that an all-women's wrestling has ever had. And uh, I don't think anyone will regret watching it. Uh, Tune in and give us feedback on what you liked and what you didn't like, what you want to see, what you don't want to see. we're doing this for the fans. So uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, I would just encourage you to tune in. Uh, we have a little bit of everything for everybody. If you're not a wrestling fan, but you like the Glow Netflix, tune in. I think you'll love it. And if you've never watched wrestling before, tune in and watch it. And maybe you'll become as hooked on it as I did when I was younger. There you go. So we're going to do some rapid hot tags. I'm going to ask you a few questions. You're going to say the first um, thing that comes to your mind. 
Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. Now, you know I'm Southern, so I'm a little slower than everybody else. No, you're good. <laughs> so first question, are always early or always late? Late. <laughs> Last person you text? Mm, my dad. What is the one thing you love about yourself? My passion. Dream dinner guest. What was that? Dream dinner guest. Oh. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Favorite wow superhero? The Beast. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, wow. I would say Christy McNichols, but she's as old as I am. But that's who everyone said I look like as a kid. <laughs> okay, I like that. Last TV show you binge watched? Uh, shameless. If you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Mm, fried chicken. <laughs> if you can listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Kid Rock. And if you can have a walkout uh, artist or group, you know, for your walkout, who would it be? Guns and Roses. Boom. See, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> On the ones that you have to pick somebody, I like so many people, it's hard to narrow it down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's always just fun to, you know, have that in the back of your mind. So that's why we kind of, you know, have those questions. Now, like oh, we, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. So like we said, WOW will be on Access TV on January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then where can everybody can find you, Miss Selena Majors? Well, I've got a, uh, the, I'm on Instagram and social media and Facebook. I'm an older generation, so I'm not on it like a lot of yeah, the girls I've noticed. that just on it all the time. <laughs> but but uh, Selena, wow. And uh, give me feedback and let me know how you like the show. And I hope everybody loves it. And please tune in and watch us and let us know what you think. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to watching the the whole thing on Friday. And um, just more shows, more um, pay-per-views, all that good stuff. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. So, folks, we have a little poll question uh, for today. The poll question is, uh, who do you think would win in a match? So would it be The Beast or Tessa Blanchard? So we're going to have that on social media. You can go on our uh, Twitter and Instagram at WPW Weekly and let us know what you think. And also, if you have um, any other poll questions we you want us to pose to you know the WPW Warriors, let us know. Uh, like I said, you can follow us on all social media platforms, WPW Weekly. Evan T. Mac is out, but you can follow him on social media at Evan T. Mac. Also, after buzz, you can go on the YouTube page. Make sure you press subscribe and all that good stuff. And um, surprise to after buzz TV and wrestling. And then also, TK, your producer's hopping real quick. I've got David McLean on the line. Should I pull it up? Uh, no. Oh, is that for next show? Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I thought that might be a surprise. <laughs> so also give us five stars or better on iTunes. Other than that, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Until uh, next week, we'll see you guys later. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, producer TK Trinidad, and me, Mark Donica, your voice of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling, we ask you to rate and comment on iTunes, subscribe to AfterBuzz Wrestling on YouTube, and find us on all social media. Thank you for watching Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. See you next week. 